morning, everybody, and welcome to another Saturday with That Movie Show presented by Showcase Cinemas. Mike Went and Eddie McCabe joining you for another week of movie talk. Eddie, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, and it's a great day for movies. It's been a, uh, it's been kind of a, I'll say it, a slow news week, which is nice at times. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. We, we, have, we have to decompress. We just got through awards season. The Oscars, Parasite took over the world and hit all the theaters and made like, I saw it made like a week after the Oscars, Parasite made like 200% bigger box office than it had like the whole time. Oh, of course. I mean, it's, it's the Academy Award winner. So, of course, it's going to, you know. It's people are going to want to go see it. They want to see what the what all the hubbub is about. See that if you want people to read, win an Oscar, right? <laughs> right. Uh, but of course, uh, you can follow that movie show on Facebook, facebook.com slash that movie show TV. We're actually streaming live right now as well. And once this is done, the first half, we're going to do the normal little news, little updates and stuff. Jump over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash that movie show TV, because we're going to be doing a deep dive into Jojo Rabbit, your favorite movie of the year, actually. Oh, my favorite movie of the year. It was so good. And yeah, we're going to be able to talk about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a hoot and a holler. A hoot and nanny. <laughs> it's going to be a hoot and a holler. Uh, but let's jump into some news. What, what, what are we starting off with? Are we doing Indiana Jones first? Uh, yeah, let's talk about Indiana Jones. All right. Well, Indiana Jones 5 is apparently going into pre-production. Yeah. It's felt like it's been in pre-production since 2006. Harrison Ford has really wanted to do this. It's It's funny because it's like he has come out for decades now as not wanting to really take part in the star wars thing you know money obviously talked and he did but he's always been he's always been kind of adverse against star wars but right. indiana jones is like the complete opposite even though like the last the last one was just abysmal the the, the, the crystal there's only three thing. of them yeah there's only three of them we don't uh, the it, it's the mandela effect and everybody thinks that there's a fourth one but there's not it's like the, uh, the diehard effect. Yeah, it's the diehard effect. There, there's there's only uh, there's only three diehards, and the last Boy Scout is the second best one. Yes, <laughs> so true. Um, and so yeah, I, I don't know why he Harrison Ford feels the need that like this is the movie franchise because the first one's good. Mm. I enjoy the second one for what it is. Third one's meh, and then the fourth one's terrible. What was what was the third one? Uh, Indiana finds Jesus or something? <laughs> yeah, it was like, you know, him and his dad. How how Harrison Ford, his father is Sean Connery. Uh, you could never explain that to me. I don't understand how that happens. Uh, and then they find the Holy Grail, and like, there's all these ornate cups, and he just takes the wooden one, and and you chose correctly. So he didn't turn into, like, goop or something. Like, <laughs> it, it was weird. It the, was... The dispatching of bad guys at the end of these movies is always so simple. They just melt. <laughs> yeah, they just turn to goop. Um, uh, can we get a mop? We got a Indiana Jones movie on aisle five over here. Yeah, right. Uh, and so, yeah, and so he's always been gun ho about it. I thought Steven Spielberg was in on this, but apparently he's not. Apparently not. Uh, it looks like Steven Spielberg is no longer directing Indiana Jones 5. Uh, they're talking with James Mangold, who uh, has a better credit list than I remembered. I mean, he's recently known for doing Logan and uh, most recently Ford versus Ferrari, uh, which was up for the Oscar. But he's also done, uh, he did The Wolverine, mm -hmm. uh, Night and Day. That was a Tom Cruise one that was filmed in Boston. Okay. Uh, Walk the Line, Identity, which is a completely underrated movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen Identity with uh, John Cusack and Ray Liotta and a slew of others, it's really, really good. Uh, he also did Copland and Girl Interrupted. Two like okay. late nineties, like really good, good movies. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I would imagine that if Steven Spielberg was like, I gotta bounce, I, you know, I gotta bow out of this, you know, he'd find somebody that would be worthy of taking it over. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really surprised that the caliber of director taking over is high. I just would ask the question, what's the point? Right. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like if we weren't going to have Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg back at it again. And George Lucas is supposed to be a part of this too, right? That was, there was the three of them. Yeah. It's the three of them. So it's like, if that's going to be the case, why are, you know, if that's not going to be the case, then why are we doing it? Yeah, um, and and the funny thing is, Harrison Ford, like I said, Harrison Ford is all gun ho about this. He just wants to keep keep pushing forward to the point he's saying they want to start filming in two months. So I said they're going to pre production. It sounds like they're about in production. Yeah, they're uh, just about. If you're going to jump right into uh, filming in two months, but yeah, yeah, it, everything's reporting. Variety is is the one that's really reporting it. But Steven Spielberg decided to step down as director. Uh, but will remain on board as a producer. Yeah. Maybe he's got something better to do. (laughs) (laughs) What? Ready player one, player two? Ready player two. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what are we, what are we talking about here? I mean, I don't know. That's, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Steven Spielberg, you're, you're Steven Spielberg, but at some point you got to make something else or retired. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but you know, everything old is new again. Uh, Harrison Ford has also said, uh, God, he's doing a lot of interviews about this movie that I don't think is going to be worth it. No, I mean, not I, at all. I mean, I, I'm an Indiana Jones fan, but I love Indiana on. Jones. I actually love Temple of Doom so yeah. much. And, uh, you know, it's just like, yeah, I don't I can't get behind this. No. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was terrible. It ruined everything. And then South Park made the fact mm-hmm. that yeah, like, I just can't watch it anymore because it's so funny. Right. The that South Park episode where they Harvey Weinstein him. Oh yes. Yes. Oh, that was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> horrible. So, so there's that. Uh, uh Google it, kids. Yeah, exactly. We're not gonna get into that today. Um but he's getting he's saying that basically this this fifth incarnation of Indiana Jones, where's the quote exactly, is going to need to match the quality of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in order to be considered successful. Is that Harrison Ford setting himself up for failure? Yes. Yes, it is. Because the last <laughs> time we saw Indiana Jones, they nuked a fridge, which is, <laughs> which is rapidly turned into the movie equivalent of jumping the shark. Right. <laughs> like... Right. Like, that's it. Like, if t- television has Jumping the Shark, where Arthur Fonzarelli <laughs> uh, jumped over a shark to be cool or something, and then the that's the turning point as to when the show got bad, uh, and now that's synonymous with television, where a certain singular moment is the point that you pin to be the decline of the television show. Nuking <laughs> the fridge is the, the s- equivalent... Version. Is the, for the movie franchise version. You nuked the fridge. It was all. You already had me on the back foot when you told me that this wasn't going to be about Nazis and instead about Russia. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I was like, I was already on the back foot, being like, No, Indiana Jones fights Nazis. Look, you might think you're cool, but you are just never as cool as wearing a leather jacket while riding water skis. Yeah. Just the saying. Fonz is the best. Fonz is Henry the best. Winkler, personal friend. <laughs> yes. Go into our archives, thatmovieshow.net. I believe it's the Here, Here Comes, Comes the, the boom. boom. You can skip around because the movie was just terrible, but Eddie was in it and he made a friendship with Henry Winkler. Yeah, is... we shared pizza. It was nice. It was a nice time. He's a very nice man. He's, he's quite the gentleman. Uh, but yeah, the, the uh, Harrison Ford's quote. On, on his anticipation for Indiana Jones matching the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I, I was about to do a Harrison Ford, like, ah, gravelly voice, old man, angry talk, but I'm, I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to do it. I'm no. just going to read it. Uh, I, don't, I don't really want to give them what they want to see. I want to give them something they didn't anticipate. They're, they being the audience, pronouns, pal. They are used to a degree of disappointment when you revisit Certainly, the Marvel movies have made a spectacular example of success, of, of success and worked the other way around. They've just killed it. Well, we're not going to make another Indiana Jones unless we're, we are in a position to kill it. Does he mean kill the franchise? Because I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I think, he's, I, I think I get what he's saying, and he's not wrong. We want to be the best. We've got something. Ske- we've got some scheduling issues and a few script things to do, but we are determined to get it right before we get it made. 
Okay, and then, that... and then in, the, in the same breath, he's like, and we're going to start filming next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're setting yourself up for failure by rushing into production or pre-production that fast. But I think I get what he's saying. And yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Where... We don't need a script. Indiana Jones 5 is going to be the first live movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some nonsense in there. But I do think that when he's talking about when he's talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he's more like they they keep the audience on their heels in a good way so that they're along for the ride. So instead of just giving you, you know, rolling balls and people pulling hearts out of chests, you know, we're going to, we're going to try and subvert that expectation and make something that's going to be entertaining and gripping. So, uh, if that's what he means, then yeah. Okay, cool. I'm on board. I mean, but I thought that that's what you did. And then you nuked a fridge. <laughs> And then Shia LaBeouf was there. Shia LaBeouf in this one? Ah, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, he, I hope so. <laughs> he's Indiana's kid now, so we gotta... That is how they ended that, isn't it? Yeah. It, so... it was officially... Uh, it was like, unless oh. you, unless you want to make it all a dream. Please make it all a dream. Make the whole thing a dream. He's going to wake up reading story time to Fred Savage and we're just going to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that was a that was a weird fever dream I had one time. <laughs> like, oh, thank God. Thank, thank God. <laughs> thank God you acknowledged that that was terrible. Uh, and of course, we have to thank Showcase Cinemas for sponsoring that movie show every single week here with you. And you got to get Showcase subscribe. It is literally the best way to see movies and to get movie tickets. Go to ShowcaseSubscribe.com right now. Sign up for your plans. They start as low as $11.95 a month, and you can pick the plan that best fits you, whether it's an individual plan, whether it's a group plan, whether you know a movie lover and you want to give it to him as a gift. Showcase Subscribe. Eddie and I use Showcase Subscribe for every movie we go to. It's fantastic. Uh, and this week, the, the big release is The Invisible Man, and you can see it in IMAX and X+, and you can use Showcase Subscribe to get those tickets. Uh, Trill looks awesome for it. The whole movie looks awesome. Uh, you know, it definitely takes the Invisible Man concept, which I think was done best in the movie. Hollow? <laughs> Hollow or Hollow Man? Hollow Man. Hollow Man. Okay, okay, we're on the same page. I'm like, this kind of looks like what Hollow Man wanted to be. Yeah, um, but you know, it's really kind of <laughs> without tough to... the sexy Paul Verhoeven stuff thrown in there. <laughs> yeah, it it, I, it always was kind of weird to me in like a lot of the Invisible Man stuff, where it was like a normal man who just like turned himself invisible mm -hmm. and then went crazy and started murdering people, like. Like that's always been kind of the case where it's like the, the plot of this movie is like, no, this person was already crazy and he just happened to be a super genius. And now he's invisible and just tormenting his ex-girlfriend. That, that's what I gathered from it. So she's his ex-girlfriend. He basically, it looks like cheated death. So he, um, he, Did he cheat I death or he faked, faked, faked it. It looks like he faked his death. But he basically faked his own death and then turned himself invisible. And there's some sort of clause where it's like he left everything to you, but you have to do X, Y, and Z. Ah. And so now he's just tormenting this woman to basically drive her crazy. It looks great. It, right. it looks fantastic. I can't wait to see it. And, of course, I'm going to use Showcase Subscribe to go see it, as you should. So go to ShowcaseSubscribe.com and sign up for your plan today. Uh, thank you, Showcase Cinemas, for sponsoring that movie show. And remember, as soon as we're done here at 930, hop over to That Movie Show TV on Facebook because we're going to be continuing the movie talk. We're going to be doing JoJo Rabbit today. As soon as the radio show's over, jump onto our Facebook page, facebook.com slash That Movie Show TV. We're actually on there right now, so yeah, you know, whenever you want to. You can do it right now. You can do it right now if you want to. And see us talking about these movies. See all our confused faces as we talk about the next thing, which uh, you, you, you brought this up. I just opened the website uh, uh, and... Yeah. I don't want to watch four minutes of somebody talking about a book. So tell me what Star Wars The High Republic is, Eddie. Yeah, so it, so when Star Wars came out uh, or late last year, uh, they said that it was the end of the Skywalker saga. Correct. And so a lot of people were like, what does that mean? What are you talking about? And basically what that means is 
the story of we Luke spent Sky- billions of dollars. We built two lands on each coast, but we're never making another movie again. Yeah, we're never making another. You movie don't yet. deserve nice things. The weird. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad you brought that up because this is that's the weird part is that the that the lands at Disney World uh, Galaxy's Edge takes place like chronologically mm-hmm. in the current trilogy's movies. So so it takes place inside um Batu the planet of Batu during like 789. Yeah. And so this is really weird because it seems like the next slate of movies is going to be what they're dubbing the High Republic era. Um and so they put an announcement trailer out on Instagram and Twitter, but basically it's supposed to be like a thousand years prior to the events of like the original trilogy or it like the original like it's even before the prequels, like, yeah, like a thousand years before the original uh, prequels. Right. And so that's weird because you just built a land that's so specific to seven, eight, nine that the next part of your movie franchise is going to be thousands of years before that. Yeah. But it's also now this, the trailer is, they're, they're going to start rolling the new story out in book form, correct? Yeah, well, they're going to be attacking it in different mediums. I think that they're looking at different plot elements from books. And, you know, basically they're going to – they have a bunch of writers that have written Star Wars movies kind of in like an incubator program trying to figure out what these next stories are going to be, which the I don't Star hate. Wars saga will be played out on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily hate the way that they're building this. Uh, Just because you have a bunch of people getting together, kind of exploring what Star Wars is, right? And you have people that have kind of written books and kind of lived in that world before. And they're kind of defining what that era is. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played this game, but one of the best games that Star Wars has ever produced is uh, Knights of the Old Republic. It uh, It was an RPG game on the uh, original Sega, I mean Xbox, on the original original (laughs) Xbox. And it was awesome. It was such a good game, and it was so in-depth and twists and turns, and it it really kind of delved into an area of Star Wars that hadn't been explored, you know, prior to that. And so it's really going to be interesting to see what they do and if that's the direction that they end up going for the next few films. I have felt that this current trilogy was kind of pigeonholed into, you know, kind of having to play within the rules of the original trilogy and the prequels. And yeah, it, w- it was one of those things. I mean, they definitely had to keep in line for as much as they could with the Skywalker story as it's been laid out so far. Right. It also felt very much like they were... It, it was almost like we talked about on our Suicide Squad episode about the DCEU, where it's like they just wanted to get it over with. Right. Like, like it, it seems like Disney and Lucasfilms wants to make more Star Wars stuff, but they had to get this over with first. Right. Because people because if they don't wrap up the Skywalker story, that's all people are going to be asking about. It doesn't matter how many Rogue Ones they put out there and how many solos they put out there. How many Mandalorians are going to be like, yeah, but what's Luke Skywalker doing? Yeah, well, right. Well, that story's done. Right. Now and- we can explore literally a galaxy that is thousands and thousands and thousands of millennia years old. <laughs> uh, I lost you. Yeah, I lost you. Yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah, I lost okay. you right when you said it doesn't matter how many Mandalorians. Yeah, it's well people are still going to basically people are still going to ask where what's happening with Luke Skywalker and it's like well now that that story's wrapped up, we can go explore the rest of this galaxy. Right, and and I think that playing in like a really different time period, you have the basis of the world, right? Or in this case, the galaxy. You have a basis of what this galaxy is, but mm-hmm. you're able to pl- basically have a clean slate. And I think that that's kind of exciting. I think it'll be sort of exciting to see where they go with it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, I'm kind of excited with it. You know, I, I, this was more of a hype trailer to kind of just get you excited because we don't have a Star Wars this year. Was it you a know, hype trailer? It was four uh, minutes of a guy talking about a book. Yeah, you right. you do better. 
do right. better. <laughs> you know, uh, Look, I think they, they released an Instagram video of a telephone booth dropping down and being set on electricity. That's all it was. And I'm ready for Bill and Ted three. I don't need four minutes of a book. You told me that Keanu was coming and I got excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, but I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they end up doing with it. Uh, I, gotta say, I was driving in my car today and I don't know why, but I just blurted out. I am an FBI agent. <laughs> I, just kept... <laughs> I was possessed by Keanu in traffic. This is what happens when, you know, we can't use our hands to text during when we're driving. Yeah, you have to pay attention to the road and you get bored. And hands free driving turns into getting possessed by Keanu. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Agent. <laughs> I am an FBI agent. Sure you are, Johnny Utah. Sure you are. Uh, thanks to Showcase Cinemas for sponsoring that movie show. And, of course, go to Showcase.com where you can not only get Showcase Subscribe, which is the best way to see movies. Plans start as low as eleven ninety five. As you know, you should have it. You should get it. You should gift it to people. It is literally the best way to see movies. You can also get movie tickets uh, in just general movie tickets. You can sign up for Star Pass, which is a great rewards program where you get cash back and you can use it for concessions and movie tickets and all kinds of fun stuff and then there's also their event cinema which is really really cool where they're bringing like classic movies the bring back program is, is fantastic uh bring classic movies back to the big screen uh i believe coming up in march they have braveheart for the 25th anniversary it's, it's be only been 25 years uh that's what this poster says i'm not doing math today um <laughs> In April, Apollo 13 uh, for three nights. That'll be a cool one. We got a league of their own also in April. Uh, the 40th anniversary in May of Airplane. I oh, love Airplane. Yes. Uh, it's actually it's going to be a good spring and summer. We also got a couple showings of The Shining. We got Ghost. We got the Blues Brothers. We got the original Annie from 1982. Uh, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. In October, we get Psycho. So definitely go to showcasecinemas.com check out their events cinema tab uh oh what what, when's this playing monty python holy grail hitting theaters when is this happening i need to do i need to go (laughs) yeah yeah i'm gonna take a break and just buy tickets live on the radio uh march 9th and march 12th it's a monday and a thursday evening uh monty python and the holy grail so go to showcasecinemas.com and check for your local showcase cinema to see one of the funniest movies ever on the big screen it's good but yeah i just i've never been a big fan of the ending of that movie Mm. so but that's it but that's just me i love everything except for that but i get now now that i've i get it i like it more but I, I just never, I just never really liked it. You know what? I guess it spoils the whole movie for you then, huh? You, d- don't, don't go. Don't yeah, go. <laughs> not going to go now. Don't go. Why don't you, why don't you stream it? <laughs> yeah, I'll stream it on, on my phone. Tubi. Yeah, <laughs> on my phone, the way the director intended. Right. Uh, before we jump into Jojo Rabbit, uh, which of course we're going to be doing on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash that movie show TV. Uh, and of course, we want you to sign up for our podcast as well. We're on every podcast app. You can just go to that movie show.net. It's the website. We got all the archives where we, we do all our reviews, all our fun stuff. Plus, you can re listen to the radio show every week as well. Uh, recommendations, Eddie. That's what I was going to. Yeah. Uh, I watched this the other day because uh, I was watching it on. Uh, I forget. I think it was TBS the other day. It was they were doing a marathon of Rush Hour One, Rush Hour Three, Rush Hour One, Rush Hour Three, and they did work. Did they not get the rights to two? (laughs) I guess not. Uh, but so I'm gonna recommend Rush Hour Two. Uh, I absolutely. I found that movie on. I think it was on streaming on uh HBO. Okay. Um, but anyway, I used it my Amazon Fire Stick either way. Uh, but. It was awesome. I love Rush Hour 2. That movie is so fun. Uh, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker do a great job. They're a great buddy cop comedy duo. Uh, I absolutely love it. Go watch Rush Hour 2. Speaking of a franchise, that like, why didn't they never do a fourth one? Uh, it, be, did that so, fall under the Chris Tucker thing? Yeah, so Chris Tucker like found Jesus or something. Okay. And, like, and the IRS I, found him. Yeah, so they didn't. Uh, he like found Jesus, and they found him, and yeah, they never did Rush Hour Four. And all was wrong with the world, I guess. Yeah, but maybe <laughs> it'll come back, and they'll do another one, which will be very funny. 
my recommendation uh it's it's a movie uh it's it's okay i'm not gonna sit here and say you have to go see it uh but it's something the trailer looked great it was creepy it was different uh it's an independent horror movie it's the girl on the third floor okay and the reason i was intrigued by this was this it's a movie that's basically it's only got like three or four actors in it and the lead that carries the entire movie is cm punk Former, former WWE champion, CM Punk, and for a non-actor or an actor with very few credits, I know he just did the the Rabid remake with the Sasuke sisters, but he did a damn good job at it. He did a really good job carrying the movie. There's some cheeseball moments and there's some yeah. wonky dialogue at best, um, but yeah, he did a good job as basically a one one man show type of thing uh the the premise is without spoiling too much it's got like hints of the shining uh with a little bit of eli roth torture porn a whole bunch of voyeurism happening it's weird it's creepy it's kind of gross at times uh it's one of those uh the house is alive type of deals cool and uh yeah it's on it's on netflix it just hit netflix like last weekend I uh, I was having a, a bummy Saturday, and I was like, I don't want to leave the couch, and turned on Netflix, and it was the first thing was on the banner. I'm like, oh, finally, something there that I want to watch. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry, I, I've seen Cheers 87,000 times. <laughs> Where but, yeah. everybody knows your name. Look, I'm not going to lie. I do binge Cheers at night. It's just, it's very Me relaxing. Too. It's very the weird, relaxing. The weird thing is, is that movie has, or not TV, movie, that TV show has such cultural staying power mm. that... It's be like the theme is being used in Domino's pizza commercials. Oh yeah, yeah. like and it's good. Like I forgot day. how good it was. You know, yeah. going back and, and rewatching, uh, like like I said, late at night. I don't want to make any decisions. I don't want to use my brain. I just want to veg out until I fell asleep. Yeah, those old Cheers episodes are funny, man. Like genuinely, yeah. I'm laughing Laugh out loud. Laugh the, out loud, funny. The, the original LOL. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's my recommendation. Girl on the third floor, uh, Eddie's rush hour two. All right. Uh, we got a few minutes. Let's do a spoiler free synopsis of Jojo rabbit. And since you've gone on record as saying your yep. favorite movie of the year, I'm going to give the floor to you. Yeah. So Jojo rabbit, uh, is a movie that caught me completely by surprise. Uh, you know, having showcase subscribed, this is a movie that I took a flyer on, right? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't have, to, like I paid for the subscription, right? And so I just used it on this movie. Sure. And so it's a movie about a boy who has an imaginary friend, and that imaginary friend is Adolf Hitler because he is a Hitler youth. Yep. And basically he is caught between what he's been told is a Hitler youth that he believes is gospel mm -hmm. and how his mindset shifts as he kind of understands and kind of grows up a little bit and kind of understands what's going on in the actual world during World War II. And it's really awesome. It's fantastic. Scarlett Johansson does a great job uh, as the boy's mother. Yep. And it's just, it, it makes you laugh. It makes you cry, you know? And it's just a super powerful movie that kind of gives a different take and perspective on World War Two. It's my my best way to describe it. Uh, it's really really charming. Yeah, isn't it? It's a charming movie. You like every character in it. There's there's like, it's it's just it it is. It's a really charming movie. And I know when I first watched it uh, before the Oscars, I'm like, okay, Jojo Rabbit is not going to be announced as best picture. But the fact that it's nominated is awesome because it it takes movies like this and gives it that exposure. Same thing with Parasite winning. Like, right. There's uh, hundreds of thousands of people that wouldn't even heard of Parasite, let alone give it one thought. And now they're running out to the theaters to go see it. Same thing with a movie like Jojo Rabbit. It's an independent film, fly under the radar. Probably, if it wasn't nominated, would have got a quick in-and-out release and been on video on demand real fast. But because... It is that good. It gets the exposure, and I'm, I'm happy. And I can't wait to talk about it more over on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash thatmovieshowtv. Thank you for joining us for the radio portion of this. 
Uh, Mike Went, Eddie McCabe. Follow us on social media at Mike Went at the Eddie McCabe hashtag that movie show. Let us know what you would like us to review because we do these reviews every single week. Uh, Jojo Rabbit is up next. Head on over to the Facebook page again, facebook.com slash that movie show TV. And thanks to Showcase Cinemas for sponsoring us. And we'll see you back here next week for more movie talk. Bye, everybody. Are you ready for the best weekend ever? Yes, I am. Jojo, my old friend. Hi, Adolf. What's wrong, little man? They call me a scared rabbit. Jojo Let them say whatever they want. People used to say a lot of nasty things about me. Oh, this guy's a lunatic. Oh, look at that psycho. He's gonna get us all killed. That's Hoobie Valley, Hoobie Hollywood. And welcome back, or welcome to That Movie Show. If you're joining us from the radio show, welcome to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash TV. And Mike went Eddie McCabe, and we are doing Joe Joe Rabbit. Oh, I am so excited. I'm so excited to finally do this movie. Yeah, let's get the business out of the way real quick so we can jump right into it. Uh, Joe Joe Rabbit was released... Uh, I mean, it premiered at the Toronto Film Festival in September and then got a national release October 18th, 2019. It had a budget of $14 million, came back with $86 million at the box office. It was written and directed by Taika Waititi. It stars Roman Griffin Davis, uh, Thomasane McKenzie, Taika Waititi, Rebel Wilson, Stephen Merchant, Alfie Allen, Sam Rockwell, Scarlett Johansson, an Academy-nominated role. Uh, it won the Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay or Original Screenplay. Which one was that? I believe Original. Yeah, winning Best Adapted. Adapted, yeah, okay. Yeah, because it's based on Hitler's biography, right? Yeah, of course, of course. The writings of a madman. <laughs> yeah, the writings of a batshit crazy man. <laughs> the ramblings of a 10-year-old boy and his best friend, Hitler. <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? All right, uh, uh, right off the bat, um, the the best friend, Yorkie. Yes. One of boy. the greatest movie characters since Ned in Spider-Man. One Absolutely. of the best sidekicks. Like, I'm watching it, and first of all, all I'm seeing is a little Nick Frost. Yes, that little boy was amazing how is he not playing nick frost's son in every movie oh my god he was <laughs> so good he's such a an adorable child it's a bad <laughs> time to be nazis <laughs> it's, it's just like so matter of fact and the the fact that like he shows up and all of a sudden he's in full-on like nazi uniform oh yeah like because he's Brand new, crisp, and they even go, "Is that paper?" He goes, "I don't know. It's real itchy." <laughs> and he's, but it's like it's a brand new pressed uniform, and they, you know, him and JoJo having a little exchange. This is like way deep into the movie, but I just wanted to get the the Yorkie stuff out of the way. Yeah. Uh, and then the next time we see him, it's like supposed to be months later. He's wearing the same uniform, but it's blown the shit. <laughs> it's oh like, yeah. It's, it is tattered. Yorkie has seen some things, but still just has that can-do attitude. <laughs> when they're lying in the tent at the Hitler youth camp, and he's like, I'm your best friend. And he's like, no, Hitler's my best friend. He's like, well, well, I could be. Well, and he's just like, you you would have to be Hitler disguised as Yorkie. <laughs> Basically, yeah, he's like, uh, you would have to be, unless you're the Fuhrer disguised as a 10-year-old fat boy. <laughs> You, you're going to have to accept number two. And he goes, I'm just a child disguised as a 10-year-old fat boy. I guess I'll take number two. <laughs> God, he's so endearing. I I mean, the, the kid that plays JoJo, too, is yeah. fantastic. He was nominated for, I believe, a Golden Globe. Yes, he was. And, and it's like, that's the type of thing where it's like, yeah, man, you deserve recognition for this, too, because you played... You played this character so well because it's about a 
a little boy who's just naive to everything that's going on in the real world right. and coming to the realization that the real world things suck. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like war is this, not cool, especially when you're a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. This little boy deals with some shit, yeah. you know, and, and it's a, it is a lot. And this movie is an emotional roller coaster because you hear the tagline, you kind of hear the premise that it's like, yeah, this boy has an imaginary friend and it's a goofy Hitler. And then like the movie starts yeah. and Heike does a great job playing a buffoonish Hitler. Right. The, the I, I don't have the exact number. I know I've seen I've seen blog posts about it. And I'm sure if I look around quickly enough, I'll find it. But it's the amount of times the phrase Heil Hitler is said in this movie. Oh, yeah. is insane. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's the just, amount of it's it's constant constant. It's, it's just constant throughout the movie. Yeah. It was uh it it's crazy. So uh let's let's just jump in and start talking it. about this movie. Let's do it. Uh Jojo is in the Hitler Youth program mm-hmm. and this boy wants to be like the A number one Nazi. Yep. You know, and it's it's really fun because the juxtaposition of him living in this world, he's living in a house with his mother while his father is supposedly, you know, serving on the Italian front. That's what they it, told him. That's what his that's what told they him. that's what they tell him. Yeah. And so they find out that, you know, that's happened. Uh, his sister recently died. Uh, she died of the flu of mm-hmm. all things. But he basically he wants to be like, you know, he thinks it's awesome. Being a Hitler youth is awesome. He is 100 percent indoctrinated into the into the actual like brainwashing right and he ends up going to a like a camp like basically boy scout camp where the ever charming and fantastic in this movie sam rockwell with his obviously gay lover alfie allen (laughs) when they show up at the end in the capes with the fur yeah there and they're both just firing into nothing no awesome because he because he set it up because he had the the basically the the costume sketches he's like oh we're about to go to war i need to update my wardrobe yeah well and it's so funny because you know sam rockwell his character is so interesting because he is a fired and demoted (laughs) yeah but but he's basically been he because he got hurt like he lost an eye right he lost an eye in the war. And so they're like, yeah, man, you can't war anymore. Like you, you have to go like run this Hitler youth thing because we can't use you. And so he's both beat down by the reality of war, but then also like still wants to be the soldier that goes out on his shield. Right. And so he has this very interesting, like, dynamic like there's this duality to him where it's like yeah i'm just a guy but like i still want to be the best soldier i could be right uh and basically and then um rebel wilson i'm gonna nazi my ass off (laughs) right but then rebel wilson's there just doing all the the nonsensical brainwashing yeah i mean it's rebel wilson doing rebel wilson really yeah, and she's fantastic, and she, but she's filling their heads with all sorts of stuff that kind of ends up running through the rest of the movie where it's like, you know, she's saying how evil the Jews are. Oh, their, their, their description of the Jews throughout the movie gets weirder and weirder and more mythical and mythical. They're basically like six-headed monsters with snakes for arms, and they, yeah. they're, they're mind-controlling, and it's just it's bonkers what they fed these kids. Right. And it's very well. And it's interesting because as the movie goes on, Sam Rockwell is like, none of that's true. Like, are you are you for real right now? None of that's true. Right. You know what I mean? And but uh, Rebel Wilson, she keeps pumping him full of that stuff. And, you know, when we get to the ultimate conflict of the movie, you know, that's what it plays with. Um, The fact that the boys pick on him and then Adolf Hitler gives him a pep talk. Of epic proportions to just like basically show <laughs> these boys what's going on is 
fantastic. Tycho, like, the fact, like, it's so tough because he was so good in a supporting role in this movie, but you can't actually nominate a man who's playing Hitler for an Academy Award. You know what I mean? I mean, you say that, but Downey got nominated for Tropic Thunder. How is that any worse? (laughs) That was Um, straight blackface. Yeah, I think on the scale of bad things, I still think Hitler tops it. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I agree, but wow. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you're right. You're um, right. But yeah, the, uh, Taika and the kid running through the smoke, charging, dancing, stealing a grenade out of Sam Rockwell's head. It's, again, Sam Rockwell. Always great, but yes. his his reactions to this as the the alcoholic drill sergeant doesn't just he doesn't care. No. <laughs> Literally, the kid grabs it out of his hand and he just kind of go meh, and yeah. the kid keeps running and running. Of course, very excited, hurls the grenade. It hits grenade a tree. bounces off a tree, <laughs> comes back, lands, and blows JoJo thirty feet across. And Sam Rockwell just goes, okay. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so now, so now, basically, he's like all sorts of basically messed up. Uh, he's you know, all he's up. yeah, he's all jacked up, and he can't be in the Hitler Youth program anymore because he's be- too ugly and limpy. Yeah, he basically his his yeah his leg got jacked up and his face is jacked up. That's the so part, like the the biggest the biggest problem that this uh, Hitler Youth uh, school has with JoJo is he's ugly. Yeah, right. His like, that you, he is scarring are, on his you face. You are too ugly to go to war. <laughs> yeah, right. And so, basically, oh, Nazi Germany. It's a silly place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. And so, basically, because he's now just like I wanted to point out, um, what was the the fact that the opening credits? Uh, I because I re- I actually rewatched this today right before we started recording, and the opening credits. Over the German language version of the Beatles, I want to hold your hand, basically depicting Hitler and the Nazis like Beatlemania. Yeah. Because I forgot that from the first time That's I watched right. it. I'm like, Jesus, this is kind of brilliant. Yeah. They, they end with the German language version of uh, David Bowie's Heroes. Yeah. Again, it's like, okay. Yeah, okay. this movie knows what it wants to be. It's pretty and- goddamn smart. Yeah, this movie knows what it wants to be, and it just crushes it. Yeah. Uh, basically, JoJo now is it's just kind of hanging at home, right? Yeah. And he's, he's been given like a a, a a junior post office guy job type of thing. Like he's yeah. basically a, a a junior mailman. Yeah, because there's war, so there's no school, <laughs> basically. Right. So, so, and, so what's the ugly, limpy kid going to do? Uh, let him stuff mailboxes. Yeah. And so he hangs out with his mom a lot. And this is where Scarlett Johansson really shines because she brings all of the humanity into this movie. Y- you know, because you look at her basically trying to, like, not bas- not give herself away, but she's definitely not on the Nazis' side. Right? Yeah. She. She does not condone their actions. She doesn't she doesn't like war at all. And she's trying to shield her son, but also trying to teach him empathy. And, you know, basically it all kind of comes to a weird head because he has Sam Rockwell on one side, who's a guy he like idolizes and obviously his best friend and mentor Adolf Hitler. Right. And then on the other side, he has his mom. And it all comes to a head when we find out that Scarlett Johansson is hiding a Jewish girl in their house, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's this very, very interesting dynamic. It's not what I was expecting at all uh, when this guy didn't know a whole lot when this movie came out. You know, I just knew again, like a lot of the a lot of people. Hey, this is about this is about the guy that has an the boy that has an imaginary friend who's Hitler. Right. Right. And him. Basically kind of coming to terms with this girl that's now just hiding out, this Jewish girl hiding out in his house right. is awesome because in the beginning of it, she's filmed like a monster. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, it's absolutely. awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
when you watch it, it's her and she's like, her hands are like spindly grabbing the door, like one finger at a time. Like you'd see in a monster movie, she's peeking around corners. She's hunched over and it's like, Oh, and as this movie progresses and he like gets to know her, she becomes more human. And it's like, wow, that's awesome. It's, it's funny because, because of all the propaganda and bullshit that they've been feeding these kids, they've basically, they're raising them as idiots. Right. And so when, when he first encounters, uh, I believe Elsa is her name in, in hiding in the wall. First, he asks if he, if she's a ghost of his sister. Yeah, right. So she immediately starts fucking with him. That's where she starts doing the hand thing and walking down the stairs with the hands and stuff and just starts messing with him all over the place. Uh, and then he starts spitting out the, the rhetoric that's been fed to him about, you know, where are your horns and all this stuff. Right. And she's like, oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? It's like, come on. So he's he starts under the guise of writing a book about all right. the Jews secrets. Yeah, right. Because he doesn't want to turn his mom in because right. if he turns this Jewish girl in, they're going to find out that his mom is hiding her. And like, (laughs) that's no good for anybody, you know? And so, but he does want to get to know this girl a little bit. And yeah, so he goes under the guise of trying to learn more about the Jewish people. Well, we also find out in that early uh, Hitler youth camp scene with the rabbit that despite him thinking that he's number one Nazi, He's actually just a sweet, sympathetic boy. Well, and Elsa says it too, is just, you're a silly, you're a silly 10 year old boy. Yeah. He's not a killer. You're not a killer, you know? And Yorkie's a killer. Yorkie's a bad motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Yorkie's a stone cold killer, but, but yeah, Jojo. It's good to be a Nazi Jojo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. It's yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just them kind of getting to know each other. Um, and kind of him understanding what's happening outside of, outside of his little bubble, right? His, his bubble gets bursted and now he's kind of picking up the pieces and kind of figuring out what the real world is and kind of what's going on. It's kind of brought to a head a little bit when, uh, the Gestapo show up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Steven Merchant and then the crew looking like straight off of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> yeah, they look exactly like every, like this is what this is happening at the same time as Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark. Yeah. You know? It was like it was like they, they got together. They got the team meeting in the office and it's like, all right, you guys go find the Ark of the Covenant. You guys go to this little kid's house and find the Jewish girl. Yeah, right. That was what we need everyone wear the same hat. <laughs> yeah, you all wear the same hat and trench coat. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of where we get the first glimpse into the person that Sam Rockwell is, you know, and and it shows the humanity in this, like in his character, because the Gestapo show up and they find her. Like, she's just like straight up there. And she's Mm -hmm. basically passing off as the sister sister. and Sam Rockwell, you know, helps with the questioning and she gets something very major wrong birthday. The birthday and yep. he just overlooks it. Yeah. He just overlooks it because this is a little girl, right? You know, yep. at the end of the day, she's, you know, a, a just a teenage girl. Right. And it just kind of shows that it's like, yeah, not everybody, you know, at the end of the day, we're all people and and it just kind of shows the humanity and the complexity of everything. Because every you know, Nazi's a bad Nazi. Yeah, not every Nazi's a bad Nazi. <laughs> but it but it, it does kind of show that, you know, because in every movie and every in every movie and every piece of literature that kind of depicts World War II, and I understand why, because it, you know, yeah. duh. But Nazis bad and they're treated like all the Nazi soldiers are just kind of treated as you know basically supervillain henchmen yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like it's just this weird it's this weird thing where it's like yeah these those people the Nazi soldiers aren't people right. and sam rockwell kind of having these shades of gray help now it's yeah. all offset by what happens immediately after yeah that um, was tough it's it was amazing work of cinematic storytelling, right? Yeah. 
in in film school and and everything they tell you show don't tell right and this is a perfect example as to why you show don't tell right because if you told me what was happening in the next scene with scarlett johansson um then you would ruin the moment right but to have the slow reveal of him or basically in the town square i'm going to try and kind of keep it vague just because this is a movie you should see and mm-hmm. i don't want to totally spoil it but you know you him in the town square and then you see the shoes and it brings back the immediate connection and it's just so powerful yeah. it's such a powerful moment and at no point at no point do you actually see like facial recognition yeah, that was something uh, upon this second watch that that I really took away from it was they could have gone for the very obvious, very gratuitous shot, right? But but they didn't. They used uh, an earlier scene where uh, JoJo sees his mom, Scarlett Johansson, dropping the free Germany flyers off, uh, which they brought back in this part. With it was like literally pinned right next to the shoes, yeah. Uh, and of course, her shoes and her like her jacket and all that stuff. She. She wore very recognizable clothing. Yes. Specifically, now we know why. She was very, yeah. like, her, her colors were very bright and vibrant. And it was like, okay, so we made that connection. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and the kid did a great job in that scene. Like, oh, just he was fantastic. Brilliant. Uh, so he goes home and confronts Elsa, tries to stab her. Right. Uh, kid keeps losing more knives and terrible at keeping <laughs> knives. Yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> The uh, his 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 best friend, imaginary Hitler, keeps yelling at him. Where's your knife? <laughs> what you I gonna, know. I, the, oh, the best. Where's Where's your knife? She took it. What are you going to chop things with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, his, his, his portrayal of Hitler was absolutely, absolutely. He keeps offering the kid cigarettes. Yeah. And every so... time something bad happens, he stands there, flips out the package, goes, cigarette. And finally, Joe's like, stop offering me goddamn cigarettes. I'm 10. I'm <laughs> He's 10. like, all right, I'm stressed out. I have anxiety. Smoke. <laughs> right. That's the funniest part is that it's like, yeah, he's his. Oh, God. His, his imaginary Hitler is. Uh, is a smoker and constantly trying to have him smoke. So does he want to smoke? <laughs> uh, that, that, I, I mean, we're, we're going to bounce a, a bit because the, the Hitler thing is too good. Uh, I forget what was happening in the scene, but it was Jojo and Hitler looking out a window. Uh, Taiko Atiti has like a, an Indian headdress on. And, oh. and he's like, He's like, like uh, what? What are they? Are they painting or building? I forget which one it was. I think it was they were building something. And he's like, he's like, what are you building? And he goes, they can't hear you. Meaning he's imaginary. Yeah, yes, right. <laughs> but he takes it the other way, so he yells louder. What are you building? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> it was so good. Hold on, my my laptop's about to die. I gotta plug this in. Hold on Ooh, one second. Fun. And in this break, can we tell you about Showcase? Subscribe. <laughs> Maybe we'll play some uh, disco out to the lobby. Yeah, I know. Out to well, the lobby and get yeah, well, we're good. We're good. Adapter. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't plug in before the show, so I figured I'd do it live on the air. If you're at a showcase cinemas, use your star pass to get free rewards if you get an AC adapter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. You, you collect enough, you can buy a theater. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh. Uh, okay, you good? Yeah, good. Okay, we're good. Uh, so, so where where the hell are we? Are we uh, uh, basically, so, war has started at this point, right? Yeah. So the this is we've entered the dying days of World War Two, basically. He and, over this time, he's basically JoJo has fallen in love with Elsa. Yes, she yeah. she's she's told him about her fiance Nathan, who's in Italy. Who's in Italy? And uh, we find out when the Gestapo shows up and starts reading JoJo's book, which he was what was it called again? Um, it was like do like do do Jews or something like that or or is oh you you who you who Jews you who Jews you who Jews um they start reading through it and they're 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 having a good time with it because it's a lot of drawings of right basically all the stuff Rebel Wilson's character has portrayed to them uh, Elsa has drawn because apparently she's a good artist we've established that. Uh, so she's drawn these sketches and they're all having fun. Oh, look at this. This is so accurate. The horns, they're the horns and all that stuff. 
Then they flip the page and it's like 87 ways to kill Nathan. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> he, yeah, he definitely doesn't want Nathan. And he starts <laughs> writing letters to her as Nathan. Yeah, he keeps her in the in the in the wall and just basically recites blank off of blank pages. Yeah, I got another letter from Nathan. <laughs> he's yeah, con- he's contacted me. He doesn't love you anymore. <laughs> yeah, and it's just yeah. She ends up breaking down and telling him that Nathan died. Yeah, and so you know it's that's what it is. Uh, and again, it's just so sad. Like, yeah. like it's just so sad. It is. It's, I mean, it's a movie with a lot of heart. It is uh, else for for a goofy you know Hitler Nazi movie. It's it's kind of right. heart. <laughs> yeah, a ton of it. And then you basically JoJo then runs into Yorkie um, one more time uh, as like as the allies are basically storming their town. We, we and, fight, yeah, we find Yorkie uh, and another soldier carrying a like a fucking bazooka. Yeah. And, jo- and Jojo yells out, Yorkie, Yorkie's just so happy to see him. He drops the bazooka, blows up a store. It's like, yeah. oh shit. And then goes and hugs Jojo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's really, it's really kind of weird because now like Yorkie's like, Jojo, you're like, cause again, now Yorkie's living in like a real world. Yorkie's and, like, a soldier. Yeah. He's like living in real world stuff. And this is when we catch up to him and see his uniform all tattered to hell. Yeah, and he, like, has to reveal to JoJo that, like, Hitler committed suicide. Like, we're all boned. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, we see him. He's, he's sitting on a bench at, by the end of it in, in a black shirt and, like, a wife beater tank top. He's yeah. disheveled. He looks like he's been through two divorces. And he's <laughs> just like, it's a bad day to be a Nazi, JoJo. <laughs> yeah. And so, and it's just so funny because the battle starts. Yorkie rules. <laughs> Yorkie does rule. And this, uh, the battle starts, and like Rebel Wilson is just like sending out re- children, like Passing with grenades. <laughs> She's like strapping grenades to them. You see, you see those Americans, and she tapes a grenade to their back. Go give them a hug. Yeah, right. And <laughs> She's so making German suicide bombers. <laughs> like holy hell. And she gives so, Jojo a gun and a jacket and says, okay, don't get shot. <laughs> yeah, right. And You've then been promoted. Based, yeah, and that's where we find Sam Rockwell showing up magnificently. <laughs> Him and Alfie Allen, amazing reveal because oh. it is the full, the cape, the ruffles, the feathers, everything that he drew out in that sketch, and both of them have it. The, yeah, the pink trim of feathers and fringe. Alfie Allen has a horn as he's blasting out of one hand and blowing a horn in the other. He's got yeah. a giant metal helmet with a spike. It was oh, glorious. glorious. <laughs> it was absolutely, absolutely glorious. And yeah, it's it's crazy because all holy hell is breaking loose and the town's getting bombed and oh. <laughs> Sam Rockwell is just magnificently peacocking, shooting things, <laughs> you know? Uh, and so Jojo ends up like running away because he's like, forget this straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Forget this. He, bails. Uh, he absolutely bails and ends up kind of getting, he either ends up getting knocked out or. Yeah. He gets, well, he gets knocked around a little bit. Uh, I mean, it's war. Right. So shit's blowing up around him. Uh, he's trying to hide. Uh, he gets he gets bounced around a little bit. And then um, basically, th- I think he gets he either wanders in or he gets grabbed and thrown into this yeah. little like behind behind an alley type of thing where yeah. uh, the, the the Russians and the Americans have kind of corralled a few of the Nazis, including Sam Rockwell. Right. And they're going to kill all of them. Oh yeah, They're, they've tuned them up a little bit. They're, they got busted eyes and noses and stuff like that. Their mascara's running. It's it's a bad day. It's a uh, bad day to be a Nazi. And uh, so Sam Rockwell sits down with JoJo and kind of just lays it all out. He's like, "Yeah, war's over, man. We're done. Yeah, this is right. it. You know, and it's yeah, it's crazy because you figure out what's happening. You figure out what's happening, and you figure out that it's like. Oh my God! Is this going to be a boys in the boy in the striped pajamas type ending where these <laughs> Americans are just going to murder this child? Like, is that what's going to happen? Because they're lining up these Nazis and shooting them. Yeah. And yeah. Sam Rockwell, in like a very very huge act of kindness, mm-hmm. basically just like punches JoJo 
and strips him of the jacket yep. because that's the only thing that was keeping him there was that this little boy had this Nazi, uh, Nazi jacket, jacket strapped onto him. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, the Americans are mm-hmm. like, you know, why are you beating up this kid? And like, you know, he, a, he tells him he's Jewish. Yeah. Uh, he, he, Sam Rockwell basically is pretending that Jojo is Jewish and Jojo is trying to like fight back because he's still in that mindset. I'm number one Nazi. And, right. uh, and Sam Rock was like, get out of here, you Jew, get out of here. And he's pushing him and pushing him. And basically they just they drag Sam Rockwell away. They drag Jojo in the other direction and basically tell Jojo, fuck off, go home. Yeah. And uh, even Sam Rockwell, give, right before that interaction happens, uh, tells Jojo, uh, gives him a little you know, wink and a nod and be like, go home and take care of your sister. Right. He, he knows full well what the fuck was going on there. Right. Exactly. He, he knew who she was. Uh, so he's like, just go home. Be a, be a kid. The war is over, man. You know, yeah. He, you go live your life. And right. as they drag Jojo away into the street, you hear, of course, the machine guns in the back, meaning Sam Rockwell's done. And Jojo just hauls ass. He runs into Yorkie one more time. Yeah. Uh, right. he, he tells him he's in love with the Jewish girl and Yorkie making all the sense. Of he's like, that's great, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's great. You know, so great. Of all this, you found love. Good for you, Jojo. He's like, but she's Jewish. He's like, ah, oh, there's bigger problems in the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Yorkie's like, I don't know. I got hemorrhoids, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then in an amazing reveal, he gets back to he gets back to the house and we find Adolf Hitler one more time. Yep. But he has a bullet wound in his head yep. because he shot himself. Oh man, it's so so perfect. Uh, you know, we end up having her Elsa, you know, c- basically confesses that Nathan was dead all the the whole time. Yeah. She cause, tells cause her that Jojo she goes back and tries to basically keep her in the closet. He lies he li- or in the wall. He yeah. he lies to her and is like, "Oh no, Germany won the war because he wants her to stay in the house." Yeah, he, he loves her. And if Germany loses the war, that means she can go free and she can go back to Nathan and uh, they can all be happy with themselves. But he wants to keep right. her around. So he's like, oh, Germany won. You have to stay in the closet. We can't leave this room type of deal. But eventually is like, look. Got a letter from Nathan. We figured out how we're going to help you escape. Blah, blah, right. blah. And that's when she comes out and she's like, yeah, Nathan died, dude. He's like, all right, well, I still figured out a way to help you escape. Yeah. And he literally opens up the front door. He's like, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she then slaps him. And then the movie ends with them just little, dancing. Cute little dance thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say I thought um, it, and it was a, it was a nice way to end the movie. The two of them just kind of having a little bit of fun after all the Nazism that went down. Yeah, uh, right. All the, the Nazi stuff. The only way that I felt I felt there was one moment. It was when we got Hitler back for that last scene. When he kicks him in the balls and yells, fuck you, Hitler, and he crashes through the thing. And I'm like, that's a roll credit scene right there. Yeah, right. It's like, boom, smash to black and just go. Yeah, but right. We still had, yeah, to wrap, we had, we, to, we had to wrap things up a bit. Yeah, I would have. I, You know, you could have flipped those scenes, though. You know what I mean? Because now that you put it that way, I think it would have been nice. Hitler if, thing in the end credits or something like that. Or, you know, he comes into her saying all that stuff and then they go outside. She slaps him. They dance. And then he goes, oh, hold on. I got to go grab something. Right. Goes into the house. And then we have that scene. I, I think it would it would have been for what this movie was, which I, I believe. Uh, let me see where it is. Ta- Taika Waititi has, has even said because he was asked. uh you know what what made him pick himself to play the role of adolf hitler he says well that that answer is simple what better way to say fuck you to this guy (laughs) yeah right so i mean the the whole movie was a giant middle finger to adolf hitler so i felt that ah if they had just punched out right there or like you said flipped those scenes it would have been like perfect button on the end of the movie but right of course you know all things considered it's still an a movie oh Oh. yeah that movie is fantastic it was my favorite movie of the year um I just loved it. It was one of them. You know, it's it's really kind of tough because, yeah, you look at Avengers Endgame and you look at <laughs> that Knives Out, um, Parasite, you know, mm-hmm. those those movies are fantastic. And, yeah. so. and this one eclipsed them all, in your opinion. I, it's one of them. I mean, it's really tough because I, you know, I I keep forgetting that Avengers Endgame happened. <laughs> you, right. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, I loved that movie. That was a good one too. Yeah. So. Captain America picked up that hammer. Yeah, he picked up that hammer and said "assemble," and I lost my mind. So, you know. Um, 
So that's Jojo Rabbit? That is Jojo Rabbit. Awesome. Uh, thank you for joining us for another episode of That Movie Show, episode 99. Ooh. Imagine that. Next week, number 100. Eddie, do you know what we're doing next week? Yeah, we're doing Jane Silent Bob reboot. Reboot. We're going to reboot up with Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, I got the Blu-ray. You actually went to one of the road shows in Boston with Kevin Smith. Yeah, I got to I got to experience the whole shebang. So I hear it's like a 90-minute movie, but it's a four-hour experience. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And that's on top of the 90-minute movie. Right. So you're talking four and a half hours of fun and shenanigans. So we will get all of the Kevin Smith stories next week when we do Jay and Silent Bob reboot thanks for joining us mike went eddie mccabe follow us on social media at mike went at the eddie mccabe hashtag that movie show let us know what you want us to review of course that movie show.net is the website that movie show.net where you can find not only our archives but you can also subscribe to the audio podcast which is literally on every single podcast app out there and you get these reviews you get the radio show you get all the fun and shenanigans and our facebook page is facebook.com slash that movie show tv if you joined us from the radio show and you watched along for jojo rabbit thank you we will be doing this for the remainder of the month we got a bunch of fun stuff planned for you and then we got a bunch of more fun stuff planned for you after that so stick around tell your friends and we'll see you next week with jay and silent bob reboot that's Hoobie Valley, Hoobie Hollywood, where any office boy or young mechanic